Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We are going to look today at 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and we'll begin at verse 9. And I love this scripture, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And we're going to go on from there and look at some scriptures after that. But we want to start there with this idea that you are God's field, you are God's building. And we've talked about this before, you and I on the show the the building isn't the building we are god's building we are god's church and i understand it and i know you do too when people drive by the building where their church meets and they look over and they go there's our church i understand what they mean but that's not the church the church is the people the people are god's building amen the building is the is the facility where they all meet but they are not the church. The church Preach are the it. people. So when you drive by the building where your church meets, you can look at that and say, there's the building that our church meets, but I am the church. The church is driving by the building that, that the church meets in. And so wherever you are, that's where the church is. So you can be in the grocery store. You can be at home. You can be at work, wherever you are. That's where the church is. God is not, once again, in that building waiting for somebody to come back. Right. He shows up when we show up. <laughs> you know, he's he's not there going, boy, it sure is lonely here. I wait, can't wait till Sunday. Come I, can't, I can't wait till Sunday. I can't wait till Wednesday. I can't wait till the pastor shows up. At least I'll have one person here right, with yeah. me. It's so lonely here by myself. God is not in that building waiting for you to come. God is with you. God is always with you. You are the church. You are God's field. You are God's building. And when we realize that, who we are in him, and we talk about this a lot, the church sometimes forgets who we are. We are the children of God. We are the people of God. We are God's building, not that facility, not that brick and wood facility, whatever your church building might be made out of. You are God's building. Amen. And it's so important for us as Christians to remember that. And Paul reminds them of that. And I know that you um, are a firm believer in that, Vince. You know, that's one of my, you know, that really frustrates me when I, 
You know that because I, I voice that all the time when people say, you know, our, our church is located here or, or that's the church building. And, and again, I got saved 15 years ago and I started studying the scriptures and I started seeing things that God wanted me to see. And I'm going to read that passage over again. It says, for we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. And I'm going to go a little further and say you are God's property because Jesus is your Lord. So you're his property. Yeah, we like him to be our Savior. We're not so keen on him being our Lord. Yeah, right, right. Well, he's your Lord. So, so you're God's property because you've been we've been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. So now that all that give you a greater revelation that you are God's building because he's purchased you with Jesus' blood. And again, me and you were talking just before the broadcast about being Romans 12, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Again, the devil started programming people the day they came out the womb. Because that's what we learned that speech at and, and, and relating the building to the church and, and God being in the building. Because when we grew up, we learned through repetition, faith comes by hearing and hearing. We kept hearing, that's the church. That building, that's the church building. That's where God's at. So now we come into the truth and God starts to give you wisdom and revelation, a greater degree of understanding in the scriptures where he tells you, no, you're the building. You're God's field. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. And then you get that revelation. Oh, it's not the building. Oh, he only shows up here when we come there, when we come together, because we're two or more gathered together. We can have church service right in this studio right here. And we do. When we host this broadcast called Faith on Fire, we do it all the time. But we're doing, we really do it when Faith's on Fire. And I remember a while back, my niece had just got saved, probably two or three years into her salvation, and me getting, having an understanding of this passage. I asked her, I say, hey, so-and-so, where's God at? And she replied, he's at, at the church building. Now, she's already saved. I think she was speaking in tongues, too. <laughs> but she really thought, and I know what it was. It was just world programming. And I had to give her a revelation, and I showed it to her in the Word. I said, read this. And I said, he's in you. That's why we always declare, greater is he that's in me. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit dwells in you. God dwells in you. And once we start reprogramming our mind, our thoughts to think that way, and then we'll understand that we're always the church going. We're not going to the church. We're the church going. We're the body of Christ going to do ministry constantly because greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. And then the next verse, I really like the next verse too. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. And so he says, by the grace God has given me, whatever work Paul did, God had given him the grace for it. God had given him the grace to be able to preach. God had given him the grace to be able to travel like he did. God had given him the grace to be able to pray for the sick that he did and to even as one man was raised from the dead. And so it was all by the grace of God. He wasn't doing anything on his own. And I, I tell people all the time, the building, the foundation that is laid, and he says he laid it as an expert builder, the foundation that's laid is Jesus Christ. And he goes on to tell us that in a couple more verses. The building here, and Paul understands this, the design of this building is God's. Everything about this building is God's. It doesn't have anything to do with him. It's not 
It's God's design. It's God's vision. It's God's strength. It's God's way. It's not Paul deciding this building. This building is God's, and God is the designer of it. And he talks about the foundation. He says, I laid a foundation. Paul, as he writes, always uses analogies that people would be able to understand. Every building has a foundation. And it depends on where you're building. And it depends on what you're building as to how big the foundation needs to be and what the foundation itself needs to be made out of. And so we lived in Alaska for a while. You know I lived in Alaska for a while. Most buildings in Alaska have what they call a split entry. The only thing that's level with the ground is the entry, and then it goes down and then it goes up. And we would think of it as like a basement, except that it's a living area. And the reason why is because they had to dig six to eight feet down to get through the permafrost so that they could put the foundation. Since they're down there anyway, they just make that a living area. Well, in Chico, you don't have to go six or eight feet down. I mean, most construction in Chico, you're down a couple of feet. And so you don't see basements. You don't see split entries like you do up there because people just don't have to dig that far down. And so part of it is where are you as to um, the foundation? Then some of it is how big is the building? Because when the World Trade Center went was knocked down, what you saw there, they had 80 feet of basement down there because they had gone 80 feet down for the foundation. 80 feet down. We don't have very many buildings in Chico that are 80 feet tall. They went down 80 feet for the basement. If you're going to build a building that's got 1,100 floors, you can't go a couple feet down for a basement or for a foundation. you got to go deep. And so they had gone down 80 feet for the foundation. So the foundation, it depends on what you're building, depends on where you're building. Paul says he was... It laid a foundation as an expert builder, and that foundation that he laid was Jesus Christ. Because if the foundation isn't right, the building is going to collapse. Everybody has probably seen a picture of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. The Leaning Tower of Pisa is leaning because the engineers that built it did not lay the foundation right. That's why it leans. And so they've had to go underneath it and jack it up. It still leans, but it won't fall over. It would have fallen completely over if they hadn't jacked up the foundation on the one side. So if you don't build the foundation right, the whole thing collapses. This is the true of the church. It's true of individuals in the church. What are you building the foundation out of? The foundation has to be Jesus Christ. You can build your foundation out of all kinds of things. You can build your foundation out of fame. You can build your foundation out of wealth. You can build your foundation out of power. You can build your foundation out of all sorts of things. But if you're going to lay a good foundation, it has to be Jesus Christ. Amen. And and back to us being God's property, you will want that foundation to be grounded and rooted in Christ. It tells us that in Colossians, be grounded and rooted in Christ. And remember... Paul said, by the grace that was given me. I'm going to equate that to the anointing, the wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of the truth given to Paul. Because Paul, remember, he wasn't one of the 12. But, but, and he but, was a murderer. Right, right. Well, he wasn't one of the original 12, so he really literally, physically wasn't with Jesus. Jesus met him, or he had an encounter with Jesus on the Damascus Road. From that point, 
God through Jesus started downloading wisdom and revelation to Paul. So that's why he said, by this grace that was given to me. He said, now, and Paul always said this, I don't know nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the only, that's all I know. That's the foundation I use. I don't use none, no other type of foundation but this. But then he went and said, look what he went and said, Lex, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. And we were just talking before the broadcast about general contractors. A general contractor is contracted to do this project, but he's going to hire some subcontractors. And I like to refer to the five-fold ministry as the general contractors. In Ephesians 4, he said he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping or the perfecting of the saints till they come into the full measure of the stature of Christ Jesus, till they get built up and start looking like Jesus, who is the sample son. That's who we're supposed to be imitating, him. But he says, look, but I, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. And we know, you know, I have a real estate license. I know a little bit about contracting. I know as a general contractor, I'm going to hire some subcontractors. Now, it depends on the project or my integrity as a builder. I can use some subpar building materials, that cheap stuff. That thin stuff where they have an apartments where you can hear your neighbor, <laughs> that drywall, or I could use the good stuff. I could use these cheap fixtures, or I could, I could use some uh, that fitzer. <laughs> Who they are? I, I could use a Ferguson toilet. That Ferguson toilet goes. I could use the cheap standard one. But he says, be careful who you allow to come in and start building on this foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Because we have some ministries out there, they'll make you believe the building is the church. And God's in only, that's the only way you can come meet God is in this building. He ain't with you when you go to work. Remember, that's dualism. He's just only with you on Sunday. On Monday, you back to business, back to normal, cussing people out. No, Christ in you, hope of glory, constantly. So he say, be careful. And that's why I tell people, it does matter what church you go to. It does matter what you're allowing to be sown into your spirit on a daily. Like you said, are the Kandashians, are you got the Kandashians? As subcontractors building on your house. Right, on your life. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Or do you have a five-fold ministry person who has wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him building on it? Because remember, I said this on Facebook one time. I grew up in the streets of Chicago, and uh, it, it was rough out there. And, and the streets will mess you up. But but some church folk will mess you up, too. <laughs> I'd have been in the church, man. they mess you up with some bad doctrine. So he says, be careful now. But remember, Paul had to go back to the Galatians and say, what? Who bewitched you? How you going to start right here on a good foundation, and now you're over here using this thin drywall? Right. Basically, that's what he was saying. How you going to – we started off right here, and now you're back over there? Yeah, now you want to go back to the law. Yeah, you want to go back to subpar building materials. So he says, be careful how you build on it. Because then he goes to go back to that foundation in verse 11. But no other foundation can anyone lay that, that which is laid in Christ Jesus. We covered that. That's the great foundation. But look at verse 12. He said, now, if anyone builds on this foundation, uh-oh, here's the, here's the subpar and the quality building material. Gold, well, I'm going to say gold is a, is a great something to build on. Uh, silver, the precious stones, wood. Then he went to some more little subpar stuff, some, some hay and straw. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's got its use, but not for uh, a foundation. <laughs> I don't want to build my, my foundation to be made out of straw. Or even if the foundation is good. 
Jesus, and now you're building the rest of your life on this other stuff. You know, right, as, right, as right. you're talking, the three pigs come to mind. Remember right, the story the of the three as, little pigs? Yeah, it was coming you know, to mind as I was talking, too. He built out a straw, but boy, he got it done fast. Right. And he was ready to go. And it was a house. Right. And then then the other one sticks, and then the other one used bricks. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. And then when the devil that's... comes, and I see the de- I see the big bad wolf there is kind of like the devil. That is. That's the whole story. They got and, the revelation out of this. And so here, here when the devil comes, when... Trials when the storm comes, come, life's trials and tribulation and persecution comes. It sticks. Sticks ain't going to last. They're going to burn up. Soon as, the devil, soon as the devil blow on them, it's going to burn up. And straw doesn't last, and then it's only the brick. It was only the stuff built out, the house built out of good material. It's hard and, to and burn here's some the brick. Thing. And here's the thing, and I don't think a lot of Christians think about this. Because the one little pig built out of bricks, he was able to help save the other two. Praise the Lord. That's why we're here with this broadcast called Faith on Fire. See, so you building your life with good materials can be a blessing to other people in their lives and help save them from the devil. We don't often think of that, but that that's one of the things that God has called us to do. Well, it's back to Ephesians 4.11. He said he's given these ministry gifts. Remember, Paul said, I got a gift. In Ephesians 4, he says, 4-7 says gifts was given. Then he goes to talk about those gifts in verse 11. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. And the next verse tells you why. For the equipping or the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry. The work of ministry is what you're called to do. Well, it's your work, calling. It's your purpose. the work of ministry is, is everybody. Yeah, that's so everybody. people think, well, that's the minister's job. No, 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 job. no, no. I'm, my job is to build you up to go and be a blessing right, to people. Right, so that you can be that one whose life is built with good materials, who can help somebody who wasn't. It's a multi-level marketing. You go build somebody else. You've been built up with good materials, quality materials. Your house, you, you withstand the, the storm. And the winds and the trials and tribulations, because you've been built on on some good materials, now go build somebody else up. Whether you're in ministry on the priest side or a king in the business side, you can still advance the kingdom of God through your testimony. Look at me. I'm still strong. Jesus said this in Matthew. He who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken him to a man who built his house on the rock. And when the storms and the winds and the descended, they beat upon that house. And it didn't blow it down. But he said, he who don't hear these sayings of mine, what we're reading here, and does not do him, I'll liken him to a foolish man who built his house on what? With some subpar building material, some sand. Right. And when the floods, the trials, floods and winds represents trials, tribulations, persecutions, and all that, when it comes, it said, it just blew apart. It faded away. And you don't want to be that type of person. And we see Christians like that all the time. With some trials, some tribulations, tribulations, <laughs> persecutions come on them, immediately, immediately they, they just fade away. They, they sink. They, they die. And they, wow, the Lord has forsaken me. No, you need to be strong in the Lord and the power is might. You should have not stayed in that church where they just tickled your ear. Remember the scripture says in Timothy, there's going to be people that just want something some, that's going to tickle their ear. That's that subpar building material. It ain't going to last in a good storm. You're going to have to be built up. Because when life bring them to you, and the devil's going to bring them to you, because Jesus said he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he's going to be bringing and you're going to need to be built up. Everybody know I'm going through a trial and tribulation right now, me and my wife. But you know what? God knew we were already built up for it, and we stayed built up, and now we're coming out. Because he didn't blow this house down. Because <laughs> this house, yeah, he huffed and he puffed. But he didn't blow it down because we're still right. standing, and that's why I'm doing this show. He tried. Richard even talked about it when he started this show. The devil tried to blow his house down. He tried to threaten you first. Stop that show or I'll blow your house down. <laughs> and you're like, 
H to the N-O. Go back to hell where you belong, and you, you're still building your house. you got to be strong in the Lord. Right, I had a family member say, man, you should quit the show now, right? Who you thought, gonna, who you quit, thought right? told him to tell you that? It sure wasn't God. Right. But, I mean, literally, you guys are going to quit the show now, right? You no, know? we're going to – the kingdom of God suffers That's violence. That's what I said. That, and we were only doing two days a week then. I said, nope, we're going to see if we can't go five days a week. Right, right. I mean, well, if the devil hates his show that much, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure it's on all the time. we understand that the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence taken by force means the devil's going to come after us. But if you're built up strong in the Lord and the power of his might, if you allow your foundation, if you got that sure foundation, which is Jesus Christ, and you keep building with that same – here it is, because a lot of people miss it right here. They come in by grace, through faith, are they saved? Then they're going to try to do some works now. No, well, that, stay the course. Right. I mean, stay that, the course. that's the Galatians, and, yeah. and that's more prevalent today than most people right. would like to admit. Because somehow, you know, we don't want to get too far off track, but somehow, some way, we, we come to realize we can't get to heaven on our own works, that, it, that we have to be saved by grace through faith. But then for some reason, we make the leap, as you just said, that, in order to stay saved, I've got to do these works. No. We're, we're saved by grace. It's not grace we no more. If you got saved by grace, we'll finish by grace. That's right, the song right, right, Amazing right. Grace. It's uh -huh. grace that'll lead us home. It's it's grace at the beginning, grace in the middle, grace at the end. It's all about grace. One of the things I want to look at here, he says someone else is building on it. He laid uh -oh. a foundation as an expert builder, but somebody else is laying. The subcontractor now is coming well, in there. The other two, there's at least two other people building on this building. And the way you know this is because of what he had talked about here earlier in this chapter. Some people are saying what? I like Paul the best. Some people are saying I like Apollos the best. Some people are saying I like Peter the best. And so obviously Apollos and Peter were two of the people who were building on mm -hmm. the foundation that he left. Mm -hmm. And earlier, both in chapter 1 and chapter 3, he talks about why are you dividing over who's the best? Because really, basically, he says in chapter 1, none of us are anything. It's uh, all about Jesus. It's not about increase. us. And so what I like about this is he says there, someone else is building on it. Now, they need to be careful what they're using to build, but other people are building on that foundation. The Apostle Paul did not, in chapter 1 or chapter 3, write and say to them, you know what, I'm the one that laid this foundation. Don't you let nobody talk to you but me. Right. You tell that Peter to go home. You tell that Apollos to go home. I'm the guy who laid the foundation. I'm the only guy going to build on this building. No, he recognized that God called other people to another task, which was to build on the foundation that he had laid. So he doesn't have to guard his task. Because God has given him his task. Especially Now, here's the deal. This just came to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Especially if those others are using that same quality brand of material right. called Jesus Christ. Right. And if so, there's any other material without that stamp on it that wasn't produced from heaven, he's like, don't use it. Now you can, you can get away with that material. Don't use that material. But if it's got Jesus' stamp on it, which is Jesus Christ, grace and love, the stamp, the seal, Holy Spirit on it, Use that to, to build on your house. Right. So he doesn't have to try to guard his position. He doesn't have to try to, hey, nobody else can be around. Too often in the church, we see other church people as the enemy. This, right. this is one of the biggest problems in the church to me, is that other church people are the enemy. People who meet in a building other than ours, 
a facility other than ours must be the enemy. We can't we can't have them getting people when we're not, or we can't have them getting our people. We so it becomes almost like a competitor. Like it's like you're in business in a town, and those other people are your competitors. Well, too many church people see other church people as their competitors. Paul didn't see Apollos as his competitor. He didn't see Peter as his competitor. They had their own calling. They had been called by God. They, Peter was different than Paul. As I read about Peter's life, his personality was probably much different than Paul's personality. I, I kind of see Paul as a thinker. I see Peter as a doer. Peter's just going to jump out of the boat. He's going to just, he's going to do stuff. And Paul, see, you know, he does stuff, but he's, he's going to be more of a thinker about how to do it. So Peter and Paul aren't the same. Apollos isn't the same as Peter or Paul. And guess what? That wasn't an accident. God did that on purpose. God gave Peter his personality on purpose. He gave Paulo, Apollos his personality on purpose. He gave Paul his personality on purpose. He called them to different tasks and gave them different gifts on purpose purpose it was not a mistake on god's part paul was not trying to get peter to be exactly like him and peter trying to get apollos to be exactly like him they recognized that god had made them differently and called you are not like me yeah, right. i'm just thinking about that me as a pastor <laughs> we are a lot of people like you're a pastor no because because of my personality well, the same thing kind of happens with me but in some ways we're a lot alike in other ways we're not the same I don't call Jesus that cat. That's just not me. You do. That's just I you. I call him Jesus too. I call him Jesus first. <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, right. we're just different, right. and that's okay because God has called you. You're going to be able to reach people that I can't. I'm going to be able to reach people you can't. God has called us good. to be different. Right. And people that are listening to this broadcast, church people, need to understand when that person in the pew next to you is different than you. That's okay. God did that on purpose. He meant for that to happen. As long as that foundation is there. Again, that foundation is Jesus Christ. And that's the, yeah, that's what we need to be building on. And I was thinking as you were just talking to, you can get a subpar electrician to come to do the wiring of Burn that house. house down. That bad boy's burned <laughs> down. Because he didn't have that, what's that, that seal they put on there for? UL. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have a UL. Yeah, Universal Under Lord. Right. I'm gonna say, that's UL. Universal Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't have him on it. And I think that's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. Uh, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we just want to remind everybody, as you go through this week, continue to walk by faith. this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. 
Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.